Welcome to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. Want to thank all of you for joining us on this beautiful Saturday morning throughout the region. And also, just a reminder, if you have a chance, you can go to all of our podcasts, all 80-plus of our previous podcasts. You can listen to those at Spotify and Apple. All you need to go is to the Pifers.com. That's P-I-F-E-R-S.com website. Click on to our radio banner, and you can preview or listen to all of our previous podcasts on Apple and Spotify. Got a great show today. Got a couple of uh, young Pifers staff in with me here today in studio. We're going to be talking about the great outdoors today. We're going to be talking about harvest throughout the region. We're going to be talking waterfall hunting and pheasant hunting. With me in studio, Jack Pfeiffer, the chief drone pilot for Pifers, also a real estate agent and auction associate for Pifers. And we're going to be visiting with Jack about pheasant hunting. He was out in western North Dakota and Stark and Hedinger and Adams County during the pheasant opener. How are you doing, Jack? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. And then Pat Trainer's with us today. Pat Trainer is a farmland manager for Pfeiffer's Farmland Management. He's uh, One of his passions is also hunting, particularly waterfall hunting. Doesn't hunt the big deer, he says, but he likes the waterfall hunting. But we're going to talk about uh, harvesting in his area of of footprint that he covers for Pfeiffer's as a farmland manager, mostly in northeastern and north central North Dakota. He covers a lot of the Devil's Lake, can do Perth area, all the way up in that part of North Dakota. How you doing, Pat? Kevin, never been better. Thanks hey. for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on here. First time as our guest today. Jack's been in studio half a dozen times or so, but we were able to catch Patrick while he was in town here today, so we were able to grab him and have him in studio. So we appreciate him coming in here and being in with us today. Hey, before we get too far into the program, again, I just want to thank all of our friends at Pfeiffer's Auction Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management for sponsoring our show every week and uh, for also sending over a couple of their staffers today here so we can talk about what's going on out in the field. And uh, Jack, let's start off with you. Uh, I know that you were just recently out in Western North Dakota here a week or so ago for the for the pheasant opener, and you spend a lot of time in central and in western North Dakota. It's one of your passions is also hunting. In addition to being a drone pilot for Pfeiffer's, you also are a farm real estate agent and ho- also help out with their equipment auctions. But I know a lot of people want to know, Jack, uh, how was the pheasant opener for you and your buddies when you went out to western North Dakota? Yeah, it went really well for us. Uh, yeah, like you said, we were kind of bouncing around to a, a few spots kind of in the uh, New England, Mott, and Richardson area hunted some some public spots as well as some some private land. But uh, we 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 were able to do really well. We got our limit the first day, and then uh, you know got uh, got a handful the second day as well. So the pretty good bird populations out there from what I saw. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of good a uh, lot of good conditions out there. Really, that's awesome. Yeah, and it got a little warm out there during the opener, though, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was really warm. Uh, the dogs were getting pretty tired, that's for sure, and uh, so were the guys, yeah. You know, it's a good point, too. You know, you think about it, you know, you got to be a little bit careful. you gotta do, you got to be really attentive to the dogs because, well, I know, like, your red lab there, Mav, he'll, he'll just keep run, 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 and they will. If you you got to kind of watch them, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll they'll go until you until you tell them to quit, right? So, yeah, you gotta you got to keep an eye on them, got to make sure they're hydrated and not working too hard. But So, overall, how would you compare the bird population uh, this fall now, the pheasant population, compared to last year? Um, you know, it's pretty comparable, really. Um, for the most part, I think they probably are up a little bit. I talked to some other 
some other groups out hunting too at uh, at the place we were staying, and they kind of had uh, the same thing to say. They they thought the numbers were up a little bit. Um, we saw a lot of uh, immature roosters out there, uh, so I think um, this year's birds are doing really well. There is a lot of good, a lot of good food out there, and there was good water this spring. Um, it's been a little drier out that way uh, since you know, kind of mid July. They've kind of been lacking a little bit in the moisture out there, but there's still a lot of good food out there for them. Um, I know pretty much every bird that we were that we cleaned this weekend, they. Uh, we could tell that they had been eaten on those grasshoppers and crickets, and I know oh, really? uh, yeah. a lot of pl- I've seen them all over and this year. There's just been a, a huge population of those insects, so I think that's kind of helping them a little bit. Didn't see quite as many uh, really mature roosters like uh, like like we did a little bit more last year, but um, you know I think that's just a little bit of the lingering effects from the drought, but overall it's, uh, it's going to be a good year for bird hunting. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, you get these dry conditions, you know, it kind of exacerbates the, the, uh, infestation of the grasshoppers and the crickets. And, uh, I mean, you just, you can just see it on your windshields when you're driving through the area, those grasshoppers, now, there's a lot of them out there this year. I was surprised. And, you know, last year with the drought, I mean, they were, you, you saw them all over the place, but again, this year I was surprised how many there are. Yeah, there's a lot, you know, pretty much as soon as you pull up to the field and, and start walking around, they're hopping all over the place. So yeah, I don't, uh, guess I'm not totally sure what, what exactly, you know, brings on the, the, the rises and falls of those populations, but definitely the right conditions this year. For, yeah, for absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you know, your initial comments, you brought a little bit up, up that you hunted on some private land, obviously that's some land that you own and manage and you have uh, your food plots on there. You did pretty well on there, but you also talked about the public land, the the plots, the private land owners uh, open to, to sportsmen. That's a big part of uh, North Dakota's game and fish uh, management uh, as far as managing wildlife, but then also providing hunting, working in coordination with the landowners, providing hunting opportunities for people. So you had pretty good luck on the plots land too. Yeah, we did. Uh, you got to get out there early on the plots. Obviously you want to, you always want to be the first one out there, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of good plots out in that part of the state that provides a lot of really good opportunities for hunters. Um, yeah, I love going and exploring plots land and, and just kind of, even if, even if I'm not hunting and I'm just out scouting, it's just fun to kind of look around and see what the opportunity is out there. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great program that, that we have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, uh, kudos to landowners that participate in that program. And then also to the North Dakota game and fish department. Uh, they do a fantastic job of managing that program. And then their digital information that you can go online and you can look it up, but then you can also get the printed version. You see it a lot at, at the truck stops and gas stations. You can pick them up all over the place. That's kind of nice. So you know where these plots, uh, pieces of property are. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice being able to go pick up the, uh, the plots guide and then you don't even need, you know, I use a, a subscription mapping service or, and a lot of guys do, but yeah, it's, it's really nice to be able to just uh, look at the maps and be able to go out and find public land that's open to everybody who wants to hunt. So, Pat, I'm sure you see on the waterfall side, you see quite a bit of the plots too, don't you, available? Yeah, we see quite a few plots up in that Devil's Lake region, a lot of uh, waterfall production areas. But this time of year with all the out-of-state hunters, you might as well bring your camper and sleep there. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. yeah. You see quite a bit of activity up there, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Waterfall hunting has really taken on a big, uh, you know, it's that's pretty popular, isn't it, throughout this part of the country? Well, we are the prairie pothole region of North America, so it makes sense, right? Right, yep. In that prairie pothole region, we're seeing a lot of uh, out-of-state guys. I get phone calls probably three a day from Virginia, Indiana, all over. I had a Florida one last week just asking to hunt, and they're 
they're always nice guys and very respectable, but we uh, we like our birds a little too much to say yes. <laughs> but we appreciate the phone calls. That's nice of them to do that. So, Jack, finishing up on Western North Dakota, uh, I would imagine most of the harvests, uh, with, with the exception of sunflowers and corn, pretty much everything's being harvested. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, like you said, sunflowers and, and corn are pretty much the only crops left standing out there so i wasn't sure if you and uh you and your dog maverick if you guys were even going to come home this weekend you love it out there so much yeah we thought about it thought about using some uh some paid time off but uh <laughs> yeah got too much to do here at pipers right so. yeah what's and, and uh as far as the stock ponds and the water uh what's it like is it getting pretty you said it's getting a little dry out there it's getting a little drier um you could tell that they had good water for for a good part of the summer the grasses are up really high uh, there are still some of those you know some of those uh temporary wetlands and stuff that that are still a little bit full a lot of the drainages are still full and that kind of thing but but yeah, it's starting to dry up a little bit this this time of year. Yeah, they always say Western North Dakota is only two weeks away from a drought. So again, uh, they could always they always walk them a rain. It seems like. Well, Patrick, uh, you do a lot of farmland management for pipers. Uh, we got a little bit of time left in this segment before we get into the farmland management portion. Uh, you've been doing some waterfall hunting up in the Candu area, Devil's Lake area. Pretty good luck so far, huh? Yeah, you know, Kevin, it's uh, been one of our better starts to the season uh, on record. The opening opening weekend, we shot a six-man on Saturday, a six-man on Sunday, and the following weekend, uh, we had two four-man limits. That's outstanding. So, again, what's the, what's the water situation like up there? I know last year we had the drought, and that area was really hit hard by the drought. But you see in the replenishment of the wetlands? Right, yeah. It's, you can definitely see replenishment of the wetlands with these bird populations. The local birds are sticking around. We're starting to see some new birds. And something I've been hearing lately is it was quite dry up in Manitoba this year, so we're seeing a lot of new birds from there that are sticking around longer. So it's it's going to be one of our better years. Not seeing much migration yet, though, are you? Probably not, of the, of the geese particularly. You know, surprisingly, we're seeing a lot of snow geese, and it's it's early for those. Is it? Yeah. 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 I'd, be, I'd surprise you. would see them. I haven't really seen that many flocks of them. Of course, i gotta, I got to get out and start traveling a little bit more. I'm going to be doing that here in the next 10 days, but you're seeing some of it, right? Yeah, we're, we're seeing quite a few snow geese, and it's really, really shocked us. But, yeah, we shot a couple of them uh, this past weekend, and it's, it's, we usually don't see them this early. Usually it's more of a November late November type of deal. Folks are listening to Pat Trainer, farmland manager and uh, hunter. He loves to hunt, farmland manager for Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management up in the north central part of North Dakota, particularly up in the Devil's Lake Basin and north of there, and then also in northeastern North Dakota. Jack Pfeiffer's with us, a drone pilot for Pfeiffer's and auction associate and real estate agent. Appreciate both these gentlemen coming in with us today, but we got a lot to talk to uh, with those guys. In fact, Jack's got a couple of incredible auctions coming up. He's going to share some of that information. But before we go to our first break, I want to thank all of our friends at Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management for sponsoring our show every single Saturday on your favorite radio station. You can get a hold of the Pfeiffer's Farmland and Equipment Auctioneers, their farm real estate agents, and their farmland managers at Pfeiffer's.com. You can go to the Contact Our Team page. They'll give you a free valuation on their farmland if you'd like, or they'll give you a free consultation on managing or selling your land, whatever it is you want to do, or equipment, actually. And I'll tell you what, the entire team over there, nobody, nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. You're listening to America's Land Auctioneer. We'll be right back after this break. $1,000 bid, $2,000 wear, $1,750 here now too. Sold your way for $1,750. 
Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. want to thank all of you for being with us. Pat Trainer, farmland manager for Pfeiffer's Farmland Management, is with us today. We're going to be discussing some of the crop situation and the harvest up in the Candu Devil's Lake Basin area, and we're going to be talking waterfall hunting up there. Jack Pfeiffer, drone pilot, farmland real estate agent and, and farm land auction associate with us here today talking about um, the bird population for pheasants out in central and western north dakota and then also about some of his upcoming auctions but the pipers team has some incredible auctions coming up here including 234 acres of just excellent cropland in clay county minnesota not too far from glendon minnesota one of the great sweet spots for america's cropland i tell you what it, is, it doesn't get a whole lot better than the cropland in that area and then the big land auction they have coming up October 18th in Grant and Morton counties, 240 acres of really good crop land. And, and then on Ward County, there's a quarter land coming up on October 25th, 442 acres of crop and pasture land in McHenry County. Jack's going to be touching on that. That's one of his auctions. He's going to tell, tell us a little bit about that, and I know it's going to pique some interest here. And then a quarter of land over, and yeah, it's going to be pretty much in the near near. I think Tower City area, actually, in Barnes County, that's going to be a dandy auction. It's a sales, actually, in Castleton there. And then 80 acres up in Roseau County, Minnesota. If you guys like to hunt bear, Jack and Pat, this might be one you want to go in on together. This is for Betty uh, Spina. She has 80 acres up there. This is right uh, north of Skye, Minnesota, if you guys know where that is, uh, up in Roseau County. Uh, but you, this is, if you like, if you want to hunt black bear, this might be the one. What do you think of that? That'd be really cool. Yeah, I've never had the opportunity, but always wanted to. Yeah, Patrick, what do you think? That'd be something. I had the opportunity to shoot a black bear uh, six or seven years ago, and it was quite an experience. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah, this one just, like I said, uh, north of Skyme, kind of southeast of Wanaska, Minnesota, but incredible wildlife habitat. White-tailed deer, bear, and other small game, you know, just a variety of trees, brushes, and native grasses, and water on it and everything. But, yeah, 80 acres, I mean, pretty simple deal. Uh, but, again, get a hold of Bob Pfeiffer on that one. Then down in Emmons County, my, oh, my, tell you what, the Morton Land Limited Liability Partnership, they're unloading their 1,600 acres of land. Uh, this one here isn't all that far from the Missouri River in Emmons County, uh, just just west of Linton, North Dakota. So you take that Minokan exit and just head down south right outside of Bismarck along the river there. And uh, this one here is incredible. It's got about 420 acres of cropland, great cropping history, and also unbelievable habitat for all kinds of different wildlife including pheasants and deer so that one's coming up in Emmons, in Emmons County that's going to be November 1 as the Pfeiffer's team switches over for the calendar page from October to November this flipping the page one more month and then in Morton County going to be about almost 700 acres of my gosh goodness gracious uh, Sally Nelson and Paula Flanders land there that one there not too far from New Salem uh, just spectacular grassland and cropland. And then uh, also almost 400 acres up in Sheridan and Pierce counties on November 9th. And then also over in Harvey on November 9th for Wells County, about 200 acres. But, Jack, you got a couple dandies coming up here, uh, two auctions coming up near Upham. Let's dig into those a little bit for our audience so they kind of have an, a little bit of an idea of what's to come. Yeah, that's right. I got two uh, pretty close to each other right next to Upham, just kind of north of Granville on Highway 2 there. Um, first one is the Kevin Miller auction. That one's going to be two parcels. Uh, first parcel is uh, almost all cropland, 140 acres total, uh, 133 acres of cropland. Um, it's got some nice 
uh, sandy loam soils. They had a great uh, soybean crop on there this year. And then parcel two, uh, a big chunk of it was in CRP that uh, just expired at the end of September and is now eligible to be put back into production. And uh, the rest of it is uh, pretty productive pasture land. So, uh, yeah, yeah. that that one's a a really nice sale by UPAM. A couple of really nice pieces there. Yeah, I like those loamy soils they have on there. You know, they got a lot of the Eulen Hecla loamy soils on there. But like you said, good cropland, good wheat base on it. And, uh, again, the pasture land, man, it's got a powerful punch to it there in those native grasses, too. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it was, uh, it was very cool to go out there and, and see that property. Uh, should do really well. Yep. And then you got another one coming up, too, don't you, for uh, you know, almost, uh, I think you got a full section coming up here. Yeah, it's, uh, the other one is uh, just a little bit closer to Upham, just, uh, just southwest of there. Uh, it's going to be the Haney Land Auction. Yep, like you said, it's a full section worth of land, 640 acres. That one's going to be offered in four parcels. Um, really good, productive land on, on all four parcels here. Some uh, pretty uh, flat-line crop land, uh, not much for water on there. Um, yeah, really good, productive stuff, so... That one should do really well. That one is uh, a majority class two and three soils. A lot of those uh, Gardena and, and Emden uh, loam soils that we're, that we're talking about, really versatile soils that, uh, that uh, guys can, can do a lot with up in that area. And I know there's some, some really good uh, producers up in that area, and guys do a really good job. So Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Nice thing about those soils is they're not only really good productivity, but they lend themselves to a lot of diversification, so you can really have a lot of good crop rotation in there. So... You can improve soil health and and improve the quality of your soil and also insect control, disease control, and that type of thing. So really, again, uh, really good couple of really good farms there. Yeah, two really really high quality farms, uh, some really good stuff. So yeah, it uh, should be a really exciting exciting couple auctions that we're going to have there. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that with us, Jack Pfeiffer. Appreciate it, Patrick. You've been up there many many times over. Well, you know, your, your your dad used to take you up there hunting. Has taken you up there hunting since you were a kid. But you know that Upham area pretty well too. Yeah, when you're driving along highway too, this is one of those areas that people sometimes forget about, but it is some of the better some of the better looking crops I saw this year. Soybeans and corn, they were just gorgeous, clean, clean crops. Let's talk a little bit about that. You know, you bring up the soybeans and the corn up there. You know, it used to be 25, 30 go, years ago, we never really saw that much corn up there. We started seeing some soybeans, a lot of corn, and, or a lot of soy, or a lot of sunflowers, I should say, not much corn, and uh, and started to see over the years more and more canola and that type of thing, but... You know, a lot of people refer to North and, North and South Dakota and even Western Minnesota now as the Western Corn Belt, but see, it's starting to see a lot more corn up there, Patrick. Yeah, we're starting to see a lot of corn up there. You know, it was tough this year with uh, deadlines getting in the ground, but in that, that area that where Jack's sale is, I saw quite a bit of corn this year, and it was honestly some of the better-looking corn that I saw all year. So in, in your role now, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do for Pfeiffer's. You're, you're a farmland manager for Pfeiffer's. Uh, you got extensive experience in that area. I know your family owns land up there. Uh, but, again, you travel for Pfeiffer's. You know, basically, you're in your pickup every day managing farmland. Just give us a little bit of a snapshot of, of what a farmland manager does for Pfeiffer's. And then when we're done with that, if we have time in this segment, if not this segment, we'll do it in the next segment. We'll talk a bit about the harvest up there in that part of North Dakota. Right. So I was grateful enough to be hired here at Pfeiffer's and it's just been an awesome opportunity. So with a farmland manager, what we're doing is we basically make owning land um, a hands-off experience for the landowner. We do everything from negotiating leases to traveling out to the land and looking at it twice a year. And then we write a year-end report on the land. And one of the most powerful things we do is we negotiate our leases for our landowners. And this this is uh, very, very beneficial. Sometimes people don't 
don't want to negotiate and they, they have a hard time with it. So we're able to come in as a third party and handle that for them hassle free. You know, it becomes, uh, you know, because it, it is uncomfortable for a lot of people to negotiate that lease. Uh, you know, not only the, the landowner, but also the tenant. They may be friends. They may be relatives. They may be a, the landowner, maybe the uncle, the tenant, maybe the nephew, whatever it might be. So, again, uh, those negotiations aren't always the, the most pleasant. They're uncomfortable for everybody from time to time. So you guys can play a very valuable role there. And, again, trying to strike that balance so it's fair to both the landowner and the tenant. Right. You always want things to work out for both the landowner and the tenant. And a third party coming in just alleviates that the landowner from having to maybe deal with a family member. Yeah, it's amazing how many tenants that I talk to, you know, and I travel almost daily for Pfeiffer's and a lot of tenants I run into and say they're really grateful for the farmland manager role because, it, you know, they, to go even to directly to the, the landowner, sometimes it's a little more, more challenging. And then when you have an absentee landowner, they may not be as knowledgeable in the market. So, again, you have a knowledgeable veteran farmland manager there like you and, you and the other Pfeiffer's team. So you have a better feel for what's going on in the market. Right, absolutely. You know, with these absentee landowners, a lot of them, they, they want things like they've never seen their farmland, so they'll want pictures. So I was out this past week and just simply sent some photos to a man from California, and he just absolutely loved it. That's awesome. So things, yeah. things just as simple as that, they really appreciate. I know, I know they appreciate everything you guys do over at Pfeiffer's Farmland Management. Folks, we're ready to take our second break here. You're listening to America's Land Auction. Here again, I want to thank all of our friends at Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management for sponsoring our show every week. You can get a hold of them at info at pfeiffers.com or call them 877-700-4099. Nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's, whether they're selling equipment and land or managing your farmland. Folks, you're listening to America's Land Auction here. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. I want to thank you all for being with us today. Jack Pfeiffer, the drone pilot, auction associate and real estate agent for Pfeiffer, is with us. Patrick Trainer, farmland manager for Pfeiffer's, is with us today. We're talking about pheasant hunting, waterfall hunting throughout North Dakota. These guys are both boots on the ground. Every single day they're out boots on the ground for Pfeiffer's, and if they're not out there managing farmland or selling it or taking drone videos they're out hunting doing something especially over the weekends and and both of them have been out for the waterfall opening and the pheasant opener giving us some valuable insight but before too long i want to talk a little bit about the prospects for deer hunting and that type of thing as well uh trying to jam a lot in here today but next week now at pifers this next week my oh my it's their 17th annual western dakota land auction event and there are 14 auctions in this event starting on Wednesday, October 19th, and it goes through Friday. They're going to be in Hedinger County, Adams County, Golden Valley County, number of sales in there, Dunn County, back to Hedinger County, and I believe one or two right on the Stark and Hedinger County lines. Uh, great cropland, pasture land with native grasses. Jack, you were droning some of these here the other day, that nice piece over by Mott, the 200 acres uh, oh, yeah. for Dwayne Schweibel. I mean, my, oh, my. You talk about a great piece of land. Only 200 acres, but the whole, almost the whole half mile is all water. It's all a winding creek with grasses and then a little bit of CRP off to the side. That is a phenomenal piece. Yeah, that was a beautiful property. Yeah, like you said, it's got that uh, that creek running through it, and that was uh, full of water this year. Um, 
uh, really great grasses on there, and that would just be spectacular hunting over in that area. We were just talking about it uh, in the first segment. I was over kind of around that same area hunting. I didn't hunt on that piece uh, on opening weekend, but yeah, that is a great area and a great opportunity to own a really cool farm. It's so it's so it's so incredible. Dwayne he calls me every other day and says, "Gavin, Gavin, I want I don't want to let go of my hunting rights." I said, "Well, you can't retain your hunting rights in North Dakota. <laughs> you can have hunting leases, but the state of North Dakota owns your hunting rights." So he said, "Dog got it. I want to go there and hunt birds." He he has great luck hunting birds on that piece of ground. Yeah, yeah, I I got to talk to him a little bit out there too, and I I understand where he's coming from on why he wants to do it. I uh, I get it, but hopefully maybe he can talk to the new owner and they can become buddies or something yeah, like that. That's what I told them. Yep, absolutely. And then, boy, one of my favorite lineups this year, Friday, October 21st and 3 o'clock in Hedegrove County. My, oh my, we're going to be selling almost 640 acres for the Sen family. Exceptional cropland. And then it's got the, this crick going through there. Uh, this is just a spectacular farm. My, oh my, it's going to be one of the best properties we've sold out in Hedinger County in the last couple of years. But again, you can bid online at pifers.com or come live. But you know, Jack, I, you and I weren't out there together. I was out there. I think I went out on a Saturday. You went out on a Sunday. We missed each other, and I went out there, and I saw, you know, just along the road there in, in the, the harvested grain field, about 30 pheasants, and you went out and droned the property, and my goodness, you, you just thought it was incredible. Yep. Yeah, you could tell that it had a, a good productive crop on there this year, and then it has some amazing draws on going through it that uh, that were just loaded up with birds and yeah, that would be another incredible, incredible hunting property. You know, Andy Murnack and Jim Sabby, you know, they got a couple of really nice auctions coming up by Galva, North Dakota. We were recently out in Galva, but my, oh my, they got some great crop and pasture and hunting land pieces there too. And uh, they're going to be having those at the Lone Tree Room at the Galva Bar in Galva. But that one piece they got over by Sentinel Butte is absolutely stunning. Uh, again, one of the most incredible properties I've seen the Pipers team bring to the public auction market here in a long, long time. And then I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the Seagull Auction north of Richardson, just right, off, right as soon as you get out of the Stark County line into, into Dunn County. You you were up there and droned it, Jack. You've been up there a couple of times uh, with me, and my, that's that's going to be an incredible piece of property, isn't it? Yep, yep. That's another really nice one, a really uh, diverse piece of, or pieces of of land over there so yeah that should be another really good sale so that's next week for the pifers team make sure that you dial into their website at pifers.com they got some incredible pieces of property 14 land auctions next week starting wednesday in mandan with the grant and morton county land auction there I'll tell you what that's going to be a dandy too but dial in there just uh, look everything up or give the pifers team a call you know what west we got a great team steve miller and alan butts and far or in, in bismarck we got darren peterson and, and abby messer out in, in steel and then you go further west got john sorority ali pierce andy murnock and jim sabby out in dickinson and of course John Stober up in Goodrich. We just got an incredible team all over the place. And, Jack, you've been working with this team on and off for years and years. You work for the Pipers Group part-time for years, but they do a good job, don't they? Oh, they do a great job. Yep, they're always looking to do as much as they can for their clients and, and make sure they can uh, make sure they have the best sale possible or make sure their land is managed in the best way possible. So, yeah, we got a great team, and I'm constantly learning from, from everybody we have. So. I know, I love it. It's a great time of the year for the Pipers Group. We get to spend all, a lot of time. We get to spend about seven to ten days in central and western North Dakota, which we really, truly enjoy that trip out there and that 
that uh, journey is going to be a lot of fun. Patrick, let's switch gears a little bit. Go up north now to the Devil's Lake Basin. You're a farmland manager for Pfeiffer's. And uh, you, I, I noticed the other day uh, all of you farmland managers were in the Pfeiffer's office. So looks like you guys are kind of wrapping up some of the harvest. And as I travel North Dakota now, uh, folks, for, for those of you out in central and western North Dakota, Montana, South Dakota, Minnesota even, um, you know, the sugar beet harvest, you know, is, is kind of winding out, down now. It looks like the, a lot of guys getting uh, ready here in the next uh, three or four days or so to wind up the, the sugar beet harvest. Uh, the grain harvest seems to be behind us and soybeans to a degree. But, Patrick, what's the harvest been like up in the central and uh, the, uh, the Devil's Lake Basin and further north area? Yeah, Kevin. So I, I start my, my year around Nelson County in that uh, Petersburg, Michigan area, Lakota. And I work all the way out to Williston, up by Crosby, and then back back down the Botno area, then back down to Devil's Lake Kandu. Um, the grains this year looked good. They were, I'd say they were average to above average, and that's what I'm hearing from a lot of our tenants too. Um, our so- soybeans should be about between 16 80% harvested. It, those, those are looking good, but I'm hearing the same things, you know, average to slightly above average. The nicest soybeans I saw were in Wells County. Really? That's incredible, yep, isn't it? Yeah, just west of Bowdoin. County. And do you know this, that uh, uh, Foster County at one time for a couple of years there used to be the number one soybean producing county in North Dakota. Wow. And that's something. But Wells County has the best soybeans that you've seen in your travels. Yeah, the yeah. best looking soybeans I saw were in Wells County. That's awesome. Yeah. The nicest wheat would have been in Benson. Really? In Benson County? Yep. Yeah. So tell us about the grain harvest up there. Mostly looks pretty. It was pretty good. I mean, it, they're done basically, but look pretty good. Yeah, for for the most part, on the grains they're done. There's still those few stragglers that are not harvested yet, but those those got in extremely late. So really, the only unharvested crops now, as we kind of get near the end here now, of get get into the latter part of October, just mostly the sunflowers and the corn. But they're drying up pretty fast. We finally had a couple killing frosts here, but boy, it took forever to get a big frost. Right, yeah, we had those couple couple frosts last week. There were uh, some chilly mornings, but those should uh, expedite the process on the corn and sunflowers there. How do they look, the corn and sunflowers? Are they a pretty good crop? Yeah, you know, what I'm hearing on the corn is it's going to be slightly above average year. These these producers are optimistic with the, the corn harvest. Yeah, you know, and I, I noticed this year, too, and maybe, you know, again, wait till we get all the government reports in, but... You know, and I don't know it was because of the influence of the Russian invasion of Ukraine or not, but it seems to me like there was probably a little bit more wheat and sunflowers planted more this year than normal. Would you would you think that's true or not? Yeah, I'd say that definitely on the wheat. I don't I don't see a whole lot of sunflowers in in my region, but uh, in the valley here, saw quite a few sunflowers. Yeah, but yeah, I'd say the wheat acres were definitely definitely up. Yeah, I saw quite a few over in the Crookston area this year too. In fact, we sold the. Uh, we sold an entire farm over there for the Sweet family on the east side of Crookston over in Polk County. That one there, Jack, that was all sunflowers. That was a heck of a crop of sunflowers, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a really good-looking crop. And, yeah, I think I kind of noticed just in my travels uh, different parts of the state where you normally aren't seeing some of those sunflower crops uh, kind of popped up in a lot of different regions this year. I, I was wondering the same thing, if it was because of the Ukraine influence or, or what was going on there. That would be my guess, though. I would think you're right. Yeah, it seems to me like, you know, again, a lot of that happened early enough where farmers could make that decision, you know, because the war started basically in February, right? Right. Yeah, that's right. So a lot of, you know, farmers were able to make that decision there and, you know, whether it was wheat or sunflowers or whatever it might be. So, Patrick, uh, what do you what do you think going into the fall now up north there? Is it is it is it do they need rain now getting into next year? Do you, is it starting to dry out a little bit more? Or are we OK up north? You know, right now we, we could use a shot of rain. and I'm hear, hearing that all over kind of the Valley City area, all the way up to Kandu, Cooperstown, Devil's Lake and then all west to Minot. 
We could use a shot of rain. We've had a couple small ones, you know, 10 hunters, 20 hunters, but we could use a nice shot of rain. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of us forget, you know, just last year we were in a drought. The the whole region was in a drought, especially central and western North Dakota. But, you know, we got over that with those two big snowstorms in the, in the spring, uh, which a lot of people, we already forgot that, right? Cattlemen haven't forgotten it, obviously. But, you know, again, uh, they replenished a lot of the, the wetlands and that type of thing. But, again, uh, it's, it, it's just been a really dry fall, it seems like. And I'm sure everybody would kind of welcome a rain here once we get some of these crops off. Yeah, it's it's been an extremely, extremely dry fall. I know some of these guys are waiting to do falls work up there until we get a little shot of rain in that Devil's Lake Kandu area. All right, guys, you know, when we come back into the final segment today, um, I want you guys to be thinking about it during the during the break here a little bit. We're going to be talking about some of your favorite fall sports, and I know it's hunting, obviously. Uh, some of the things you're looking forward to, the balance of the year. So, Jack, I know you're going to be out bow hunting and, and rifle hunting and uh, your deer hunt, get your deer hunting out of the way. Uh, we got to get Patrick out and do some deer hunting one of these days. He's, he's mostly into the waterfall. Well, he's got to start inviting us on these uh, limiting out waterfall trips first. I think that <laughs> might uh, I might get him an invite. <laughs> might be a fair trade off. Yeah, there I you think, go. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, I you know all the pictures I see, man. You guys are killing it out there. So that's awesome. You guys yeah, are doing we're good. Very blessed. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to take you up on those invitations because they don't come around very often. So we're going to definitely come up there. and shoot. You know, I haven't gone waterfall hunting for years and years. I've turned into more of a pheasant hunter and a deer hunter. And Jack and I do the pheasant hunting deal every year, and then we do the deer hunting. And we're going to be actually, Jack, you and I are going to be out hunting deer in the opener out in uh, Stark County, uh, just south of Richardson on our property there along the Hart River. That's going to be a pretty good time this year. Yeah, that's going to be a really good time. I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I was just out there hunting pheasants and yeah we saw a couple nice bucks and spooked around some does and stuff so yeah it's uh gonna be a good year yeah that's that's for sure an exciting time of the year for all of us uh, that enjoy the great outdoors in this part of the region whether you're in montana north dakota south dakota or in minnesota folks you've been listening to america's land auctioneer we got one segment left with jack pfeiffer and pat trainer i want to thank all of our friends at pfeiffer's auction and realty and pfeiffer's farmland management for Sponsoring our show and our podcasts on Apple and Spotify. You want to get a hold of Pfeiffer's Equipment and Land Auctioneers, their farm real estate agents, or their farmland managers, you can email them at 877 or email them at info at pipers.com, info at pipers.com, or call them at 877-700-4099. Nobody, nobody does it better than the team at Pipers. Folks, you've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. We'll be right back after this break. Been the money getting in on 35, and I have sold it to you right there. Good bird, just great. Bye. Been on here now, fifty thousand dollar bid now, twenty five bid thirty. I'm in twenty five dollar bid on thirty and one thirty thousand dollars here now. Taking it again now, thirty thousand dollar bid and help Welcome back to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer, America's Land Auctioneer. I want to thank all of you for being here with us in our final segment today. Certainly do appreciate Patrick Trainer, Farmland Manager for Pfeiffer's, and Jack Pfeiffer, Drone Pilot, Real Estate Agent, and Auction Associate for being with us here today. Certainly appreciate uh, those guys coming on board today and filling us in on waterfall hunting and pheasant hunting and the prospects of deer hunting. Jack, you were out for the pheasant opener a few weeks back here and uh, said you saw quite a few deer, so it looks like a pretty could be a pretty good uh, deer campaign huh yeah it should be um you know kind of sa- some of those same conditions as far as you know having a good wet spring and getting some of the more water in in different areas i think that's going to be uh, just as good for the deer as it is going to be for the for the birds so yeah it should be a really good year for for deer hunting out west and really all throughout the state so i'm really excited about about getting after them so a good combination of mule deer and white-tailed deer that you've been seeing out west 
Uh, yeah, yep. I saw saw a couple of really nice mule deer bucks just kind of, you know, on, on our travels, just driving around and saw some good uh, antelope too, more antelope in that area than I normally see. And uh, yeah, so there's, there's a lot going on. I think the state of North Dakota has done a fantastic job of managing that antelope herd there. For a while, it got down to lower numbers, but it seems like you're seeing more and more now all the time. Yeah, I was talking to a couple guys who had a tag and they were kind of talking about how how the regulations have changed so much you know they were saying it used to be that you could just you know anybody could just go out and they wanted them gone almost they you could just go out and get a tag almost over the counter type of thing and then after that it was uh they tightened it down so after you get a tag you're out of the drawing for six or seven years or something like that and now it seems like uh you know when you're applying for the lottery you need about mm, seven to ten you know years worth of, of points in order to, to in order to get that tag but it's a, it's a really well-managed population, and it's, it's a really fun to, to see those herds moving around. Yeah, I, I think it's been 10 years plus since I've got my antelope, and I'm ready to go back out after it if I can get a tag. Yeah, yeah, I've, uh, I'm still working up. I think I've got uh, three or four points, so it'll be a few years before I, yeah. before I get lucky with a tag. But. Yeah, that'd be outstanding if you could get one. Patrick, what are you seeing up uh, up north? And I know you're also quite a fisherman. Both you and Jack do a lot of fishing, but you guys, uh, I know in the trainer family, you guys like to fish a little bit during the day too and do the waterfall hunting, you know, if the weather's right, of course. And But, you know, you guys had a really good year of fishing up north. Right. You know, it's been a really, really good summer for fishing, and the, the fall, fall's been, been decent as well. It's truly God's country up there. You can wake up in the morning and shoot a limit of mallards and then be out on the water fishing by noon. So you really get a diverse mixture there. And the, the fishing has been, been really good. And I would say throughout all of the region, you know, we uh, we spent a lot of time, Jack, you and I spent a lot of time fishing this summer throughout Minnesota, North Dakota. It seemed like, you know, really good fishing all over this year. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think a lot of that, that rain kind of helps just bring back those, uh, the, the micro life that you see in the lakes, you know, all that runoff gets in there and then, you know, it just kind of helps the whole ecosystem and from the, from the bottom up really, so. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really good year, and that's kind of what I heard from from other people too. Is that uh, it was a it was a great summer for for walleye fishing and all kinds of sport fishing. Yeah, you know, it it was really interesting. I probably did more fishing in North Dakota this year than I have in the last ten years combined. So I really enjoyed it. I got out on a lot of different lakes, including the big lake up there in Devil's Lake. I didn't get over to Skakawea, but got over to a lot of the other smaller lakes. People don't realize that. You know, North Dakota is a great fishery. I mean, when you think both of you, I mean, Patrick, start with you. And I mean, you think everybody thinks, well, Minnesota's got all the 10,000 lakes, but North Dakota's got a lot of nice smaller lakes too. Right. North Dakota's got a lot of these smaller lakes that a lot of people don't know about, where if you just took a small, small boat and drove around the countryside, you could dump in off an old ditch and catch your limit of walleye. No secrets today though, right? We're not, dis- we're not going to disclose any secrets or favorite uh, lakes today. If you invite me back, we might think about it. <laughs> Drop the coordinates, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so... I get I get my coordinates from all of you guys that are out there doing uh, doing all the fishing and hunting, so I appreciate that very much. You know, guys, I want to ask you both a couple of questions here. Now, I want to I want to uh, ask you both. You know, what do you, what do you like most about your your job at Pfeiffer's? Uh, Patrick, you're a farmland manager. Jack, you're a real estate agent, auction associate, and drone pilot. I want to ask you both what you like the most about being uh, affiliated with the Pfeiffer's organization, uh, which is one of the more uh, prominent uh, or farmland management and farmland and equipment auction companies in America. And then also kind of personally what you guys like the most about fall. So Patrick, uh, let's start with you. Uh, what do you like most about working with the Pfeiffer's farmland management team? Well, the thing with uh, Pfeiffer's is there's, there's different branches, but everybody works together. They, you know, one day you might be in the car with an equipment guy going to a land auction and then you'll stop at his equipment sale and help him with that and meet different people. So you're constantly 
on the go and seeing different parts of the countryside and meeting new people. And the group at Pfeiffer's is just wonderful. If you have a question about a land auction, you can work with a, a realtor. I mean, everyone just works together so well, and it's a nice, close-knit, family-like group. Yeah, it is. The, you know, and they love it. They absolutely they have passion for what they do, and you can tell it. I always, I always tell people, you know, we can teach certain technical aspects of what we do, uh, but you can't teach people the love of what they do, the passion, and that type of thing. It seems like they really, really do enjoy it, whether they're on the equipment side, farmland management side, or the real estate side. Jack, how about you? And I know you've, you've been affiliated with the Pivers Group for a long, long time, working part-time during your college years when you had time, when you weren't up north at UND and doing those things up there. But uh, what do you like most about it? Yeah, well, I love getting the opportunity to, well, you and me talk all the time about how every day is different in what we're doing what we do. So that's that's really fun, just being able to drive around and and see different parts of the state and check on the uh, check on how crops are doing and how you know how, how everyone's doing as far as the, the production. But really, I um, I like a lot being able to just uh, do a really good job for our clients, whether we're selling their equipment or farmland, uh, just doing the best we can for them and doing everything we can to to make that that sale go really well. It's, and a lot of the time we're talking about you know the biggest sale or the biggest transaction these people are dealing with in their lifetime and. So, you know, having the great team like like Patrick talked about helps so much being able to do a good job for them. So, yeah, I, that that's really rewarding being able to being able to do that. Yeah. You, you know, you bring up a really, really good point, And it's a good reminder for all of us at Pfeiffer's is that, you know, for our clients, that is that one sale is the only one they'll likely have in their lifetime. Uh, so it's 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 very important. That's the most important thing to them at that time. And we got to make sure we do a great job for them. Yep, yep, that's right. Uh, you can't really stress enough how how important it is uh, the the role we play as far as as far as uh, you know getting market value for these people and and doing the best we can as for them. And yeah, it's uh like I said, it's a really rewarding experience once once the job's done. And uh, also just getting to know people from different areas too, getting to know your clients and and getting to know the area that that they're from and and how things work there. So yeah, it's. It's a it's a really fun job. I love it. We work with some great people uh, the 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 Northern Plains, the Great Midwest, whatever you want to call it. Work with some great people. On a personal note, Patrick, what do you like most about the fall? I know you're a big outdoorsman. What do you like most? Oh, what I love about the fall is some of those nice crisp crisp cold mornings, seeing the leaves change color, um, waking up, having a cup of coffee, going out and hunting with some of your your best friends. There's just nothing like the fall. And you guys spend a lot of time up north hunting, don't you? You and your dad and your buddies. Yep, about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every weekend. Can't pull your little brother up there every weekend, though, can you? He doesn't want to go along. Well, we got them both up this past weekend, but that might be the only time of the year. But we love love when they're up there. That's awesome. Jack, what do you like most about the fall now? Oh, well, obviously I love the hunting part. And, you know, I guess the past couple years, my favorite part of hunting has kind of been introducing some some newer hunters to, to some different stuff. So I've convinced a couple of my buddies to go ahead and get their hunter safety done and brought a couple of them out last weekend on, on opening weekend to, to go hunt some birds. And, uh, yeah, it's really fun to just, to just share those experiences with other people and kind of grow the brotherhood of hunting, I guess you could call it. And so, yeah, I, I love that part of it. Yeah, fun. that's awesome. Yeah. I know when you, uh, you know, you take your, uh, you know, you went to Fargo South, both of you guys went to Fargo South, both of you went to UND and then, but taking some of your Fargo South brethren that you went to high school with, taking them out to the great outdoors in Western North Dakota hunting, and I'm sure they had a great appreciation for that part of the country. Yeah, yeah, it's a totally different experience if if, if you've never really done any any Western hunting 
type of stuff like that. So Yeah, and uh, it's spectacular countryside. Folks, Jack Pfeiffer with Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty and uh, Patrick Trainer with Pfeiffer's Farmland Management. Thank you both for being here today. I appreciate it very much. Before we conclude our show, I want to again thank all of our friends at Pfeiffer's Auction and Realty and Pfeiffer's Farmland Management for sponsoring our show and our podcast every single week on your favorite radio station. You can get a hold of the Pfeiffer's team. Uh, call them at 877-700-4099 or email them at info at Pfeiffer's.com. If you want a free valuation on managing your farmland or selling farmland and equipment, you can get a hold of the Pfeiffer's team. Nobody does it better than the team at Pfeiffer's. Folks, you've been listening to America's Land Auctioneer. I'm Kevin Pfeiffer. We'll look forward to being with you next week. 